0: Just recently, Americans celebrated one of the high holy days of their faith. Tens of millions of people took part in it and demonstrations occurred in every state. The airwaves were dominated by talks of it for weeks. It was election day. How did Christians get deceived in participating in Satan's government? How does voting lead us away from Christ? Our host, Bill Petrie, looks
1: at this very important topic.
0: Just recently, Americans celebrated one of the High Holy Days of their faith.
1: The newest Christian sacrament. The newest of all the High Holy Days.
0: Tens of millions of people took part in it. And demonstrations occurred in all 50 states. The airways on the TV were dominated by talk of it for weeks. Radio
1: was filled with it. It was election day. As is the case with all elections,
0: this one was portrayed as the most important election of our lifetimes with all the noble virtues of our country at risk of falling to the satanic hordes of the wicked one. We needed to take back control of the Senate and the House to thwart the plans of Satan. Or the other side would argue, we need to keep control of the Senate and the House to prevent those who would seek to impose a state-mandated religion upon everyone else. The valiant champions of freedom rode forth on their noble barded steeds and fought back the blue or red savages. As in the case of most elections, American Christianity took notice. Daniel K. Williams of Christianity Today referred to, and I quote, preserving democracy as the
1: forgotten Christian cause, end of quote. Dr. Robert Jeffress, senior
0: pastor of a Dallas megachurch has written, and I quote, as salt in the world, Christ calls us to influence our culture rather than isolate ourselves from it. God has given Christians in democratic countries a unique way to salt the culture that Christians in other times and places did not have. End of quote. Many churches... Made comments on the electoral ritual in the Sundays leading up. Some preaching the message that we must be united in diversity and that Jesus would want us to be brought together, Democrat and Republican, like he brought Matthew the tax collector and Simon the zealot together. Present in all these different messages is the exact same idea. Tens of millions of Christians, from Baptists, Methodists, Presbyterians, Catholics, and any other denomination that identifies itself as Christian, from the East to the Western part of the United States, from progressive mindsets to fundamentalist backgrounds, all are given the same pre-game talk play the game prominent evangelical outlet got questions considers it and i quote taking that right for granted that about two of every five of self-professed christians did not vote in recent elections end of quote well this might be coherent With what we learned in grade school, in notions of civic duty, how coherent is it with notions of total
1: submission to Christ? Let me first define what exactly
0: I mean by voting. Voting is to be formal. It is the act of casting an official expression of one's opinion with regards to a proposed decision. And for the purposes of this podcast, I will limit voting to political significance. However, true this might be in whatever context, a truer answer is this
1: in politics, Voting is a weapon. It is a cudgel
0: that the 51% wield against the 49%. It is a weapon of mass destruction. In fact, if you consider how the Nazis, for example, were voted in, all it takes is 1% of an electorate to break a tie. Voting can also be described as 1% of the population disenfranchising 49, 49% and dooming 100%. Under democracy, bills can be passed affecting just about anything, including your property, meaning democracy produces a destructive free-for-all between established haves and have-nots. Because of this desecration of the institution of property before the sacred masses, world-renowned political theorist Hans Hermann Hoppe has called democracy and a quote a soft variant of communism end of quote all this taken into consideration how is a christian to, in good conscience cast a vote especially when we consider how opposed to god's system of property communism is. The Mosaic law recorded in the Old Testament governed the nation of Israel, and it did not in any aspect resemble the human-run governments of the modern world. The scriptures describe the system of laws as one directly dictated by God to Moses. Repeatedly throughout the Old Testament, the Israelite people rejected God and his laws in order to worship other idols and to create different laws. Laws that made sense to men, but would thwart what God's original intentions were. One striking example of this rejection of God is the following passage from 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 4 through 22. Please listen carefully as I read this somewhat lengthy passage, because I think a lot of it will be pertinent to you when you hear some of the things that Samuel warns the nation of Israel. Beginning here in 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 4, and again reading down through verse 22. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah, and said unto him, Behold, you are old, and your sons walk not in your ways. Now make us a king, to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel. When they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people, and all that they say unto you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I, should not reign over them according to all the works which they have done since the day that i brought them up out of egypt even unto this day wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods so do they also unto you now, therefore, hearken unto their voice. Howbeit, yet protest solemnly unto them and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked of him a king. And he said, This will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. He will take your sons and will appoint them for himself for his chariots and to his horsemen and some shall run before his chariots and he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties and will set them ear to his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his instruments of war and confectionaries I'm sorry, In instruments of his chariots. And he will take your daughters to be confectionaries, to be cooks, and to be bakers. And he will take your fields and your vineyards and your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants and he will take the tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and to his servants and he will take your men servants and your maid servants and your goodliest young men and your donkeys and put them to his work he will take the tenth of all your sheep And you shall be his slaves. And you shall cry out in that day. Because of your king. Which you shall have chosen you. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Nevertheless the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said nay. But we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he rehearsed them in the ears of the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Hearken unto their voice and make them a king.
1: And Samuel said unto the people, unto the men of Israel, Go you, every man, unto his city. What is really apparent
0: to me is that God wanted Israel as a peculiar people unto himself, according to Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 12. But instead, Israel wanted to be like all the other nations. And in two chapters later, Samuel would again scold the Israelite people for their decision. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 19 states, And you have this day rejected your God, who himself saved you out of all your adversities and your tribulations. And you have said unto him, Nay, but set a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes
1: and by your thousands. I'm going to ask you a question. Did
0: any of that sound familiar? Did it sound in a lot of ways like the United States
1: in the year 2022 to appoint leaders because they've rejected God, to have those leaders judge us,
0: or in other words,
1: make laws and dictate those laws to us, that they would be the ones that would fight to protect us, to make those decisions. Have our young men, been appointed to serve in military service and to
0: die in battles, battles that don't necessarily protect the United States, battles that, don't do, do, that do not even necessarily impact anything in the United States. How many young
1: people have been killed needlessly, fighting in conflicts that
0: do not benefit the overwhelming majority of the people
1: within the land of the United States of America. How many of our young people make instruments of war Does the government confiscate your wealth and take it away before you ever have a chance to even hold it in your hand or to see it? And how much of your wealth goes into the hands of those? work in accordance with the duly elected officials. In fact, don't we call that patronage? Isn't it a scary thought
0: to think of a mere man or men
1: making decisions in God's place? Trying to act
0: in a way like God? Yet, Christian Democrats in the United States will continue to make the assertion that to love one's neighbor is to fulfill our civic duty. But how is it loving our neighbor? when we impose ourselves upon them. Christ commanded us to not even demand an apology from those who strike us in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 39. Does not the Apostle Paul warn Timothy in the epistle written to Timothy to not entangle himself in the affairs of this life? Yet we are supposed to vote to demand Christian solutions to social issues? How can we look at that and even say it with a straight face, when the overwhelming majority of Christianity does not even agree what necessarily constitutes
1: those values. In fact, the overwhelming majority of Christendom
0: is still trying to place itself under Israel's authority and to live under Israel's laws and have the Mosaic law as their authority— not even understanding that the that god had raised up a different apostle in this present dispensation and it's not israel it's an entity called the body of christ who never has labored under
1: the mosaic law so how is this possible to vote to demand Christian
0: solutions to social issues when the vast majority of Christendom doesn't even know who they really are in Christ. This is all inconsistent with the peaceful testimony of Scripture and the history of the early church, which, by the way, swept over the Roman Empire within two centuries with no physical weapons in their hands, but only the word of God on their tongues. Christians are not commanded to capture institutions, to overwhelm the demonic powers from within, or use the sword given to the state, but to replace those institutions with the church but not theocracy, to overwhelm the demonic powers from without and replace the sword
1: with Christ's mercy. Is this not what we're called to do?
0: We are not to fall into the Constantinian logic of
1: statism Famous author John D. Roth suggests in
0: electing not to vote, his best-selling book, of being convinced that society would be better off if our kind of people ruled and
1: shaped policy in our kind of way. End of quote i would suggest rather that we must fall
0: into the agape logic of the cross and seek to love our neighbor by serving and not to lord it over them two likely responses that i'm probably going to hear are Does not Romans 13 tell us to respect the government? And secondly, our nation is in a terrible place right now. We need to vote for the people
1: and laws that will fix it. Let me address those two two views. First, it
0: is a huge leap in logic to jump from respect to engagement you can respect someone without engaging with them and in fact by not engaging with them you can be respecting them romans 13 does not at all demand unconditional submission to the state We did a podcast a few months back titled The Proper Relationship Between the Christian and the State. I would suggest it would be a good place for you, the listener, to listen and see the arguments about understanding Romans 13 as even speaking about civil government. I do not believe it does. And since I have talked on length about that topic, I just will refer you back to that particular podcast. And again, it was titled, The Relationship Between the Christian
1: and the State. The second point, if our country is in danger then,
0: that is all the more reason why Christians should take the time to engage with the body of christ even more rather than with the state should not our dependency be upon our savior the church is the body of christ and the church is his instrument of salvation on the earth not the civil state. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1-4, through 4, we are the ones who proclaim that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and simply believing and trusting that places an individual into a relationship with Jesus Christ that can never be broken. How more secure can society be than being in Christ? Is that not the answer to all of our problems? Most of our problems could be solved in society by not
1: utilizing the state, but reining it in, reducing it by more than two-thirds. Consider these words from the
0: Apostle Paul, the unique apostle to body of Christ, the apostle of the grace of God. In Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Brethren, if anybody be detected in any misconduct, you who are spiritual should restore such a one in a spirit of meekness. And let each of you keep watch over himself, lest he also fall into temptation. Always carry one another's burdens, and so obey the whole of Christ's law. Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. As for us who are strong, our duty is to bear with the weakness of those who are not strong and not seek our own pleasure. Let each of us endeavor to please his fellow Christian, aiming at a blessing calculated to build him up. For even the Christ did not seek his own pleasure. His principle was, the reproaches which they addressed to you have fallen on me. For all that was written of old has been written for our instruction, so that we may always have hope through the power of endurance and the encouragement which the Scriptures afford. And may God, the giver of power of endurance and of that encouragement, grant you to be in full sympathy with one another in accordance with the example of Christ Jesus so that with oneness, both of heart and voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Habitually, therefore, give one another a friendly reception, just as Christ also has received you, and thus promote the glory of God all of this taken into consideration what churches in america and for that matter the world need to be doing is realizing who truly matters in our faith christ and what he told us to do with our faith which is to serve voting is not an act of service but an act of ruling of lording over others christians need to reorient themselves toward their responsibilities as a member of the body of christ and have their brothers be standing firm in one spirit and one mind by contending side by side for the faith of the gospel according to Philippians one twenty-seven, and that leaves no room for unity and diversity we need to remember God's original purpose for the planet Genesis tells us God had given the authority or dominion of the earth to Adam and his wife they were to rule on planet Earth over the earth we know the sad tale of how they sinned and were cast out of the garden of god luke gives us further information on what happened the authority over planet earth had been given into the hands of another literally the dominion of planet earth has been transferred to satan this is confirmed when we consider Jesus' response in Luke chapter 4, verse 8. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get you behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall you serve. <clears throat> we read many instances in the Gospels where Jesus was faced
1: with liars and hypocrites. Direct, open, and honest,
0: Jesus condemned these people and called them what they were to their face. Liars and hypocrites. Jesus does not, however, call Satan a liar regarding this temptation. He does not dispute Satan's claim. Instead, Jesus asserted that he will not worship Satan, even though Satan is offering him the authority of all the world's governments. If Satan did not truly control the governments of the world, Jesus would have known this and would not have been tempted by the offer. Instead. Jesus knew Satan's offer was legitimate and was, in fact, tested by it. Choosing to worship God and serve him only, Jesus rejected the offer. We, today, have unity in Christ. Christ, the one who has an important purpose for us just as ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 states submit to one another out of reverence for christ if all believers submit to each other and others submit to us no one would have a lack and all needs would be met there is no government worth serving But God's. There is no ruler worth serving but Christ. And he is not about winning votes, but establishing his righteousness throughout all the cosmos through us, the body of Christ. Through us, he will show forth his righteousness right now. And we, eventually will be given rulership over the celestials in God's kingdom
1: in the future. Voting in elections is contrary to all of this.
0: It is not your Christian duty. And in fact, it is contrary to what God would want. After all, does not our grace apostle of this very present dispensation of the grace of God tell us in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 no man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life why that he may please him who has chosen him
1: to be a
0: soldier let us not buy into the lies of this present world system let us not be entangled with the affairs of this life by being ensnared in a system run by satan at present voting is just a way for satan to allow you to feel good about being enslaved
1: to his government I hope that this particular podcast
0: has given you a lot to think about. And I pray that you really do think about those things and search the scriptures to
1: see if what I'm saying is so. Good day and God bless.
0: We want to thank you for listening to this week's Differing Things podcast. If you would like to get more information about the Bible, please check out our website, www.beacon-ministries.org. Do not forget to join us next week for a new Differing Things podcast.